If you have a Bible with you this morning, I would like you to turn to the Old Testament book of Jeremiah. And uh, otherwise, we have it on the screen above. And if you're new, and if you don't even own a Bible, maybe you don't have one, we would love to give you one. Well, just ask me, and we'll, we have extras, and um, we'd love to share that with you. Um, Jeremiah chapter 33, in verses 1 through 3. Now, you're going to recognize at least verse 3, or at least some of you will. Uh, but it says, while Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says, he who made the earth, um, the Lord who formed it and established it. The Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. You do not know. Father God, thank you for these, these wonderful uh, um, testimonies of, of trusting you and we do continue to pray for our search committee, Lord. Thank you for their unity. Thank you for their godliness. Thank you for their desire to not get in front of you, not get in your way, but have you lead them to the person that will be here um, in the near future to a pastor, our church. Um, thank you for this church and for our place in the community and what um, you could accomplish through us as we're being engulfed by people. And uh, we, they need a Savior. And so just use us to accomplish that for your glory and our blessing. And bless us now as we are in your word and um, as it speaks to our unique situation and, as our, and our situation as a church. And uh, we ask these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Well, as a father um, and his five-year-old son was headed to McDonald's one day, they passed a car accident, and usually when they see something terrible like a car accident, they would say a prayer for those who might be hurt. And so the father pointed out the accident and said to his son, we should pray. Then from the back seat, he heard this earnest request, please, God, don't let those cars block the entrance to McDonald's. <laughs> That's, that, that fits, doesn't it? Five-year-old wants to go to McDonald's, you know. I get it. Uh, we can joke about prayer. We can make some funny stories and, 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 and maybe even speak glibly about prayer. Oh, I'll pray for that, or I'll pray for you. But prayer is no joke. It's really not. And especially when we're going personally or as a church through rough times or confusing times or vague times or difficult times, prayer is an, is an essential for the, 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 the Christian and for the church as a whole. And when one of our search committee or many of our search committee members come up here and say, please pray for us, they're not kidding around. They mean it in all seriousness. Prayer is something serious and wonderful, especially, as I said, when we go through rough times, difficult times, confusing again, um, when we don't know the future, but we need to know it. We need to know the future. Prayer is essential. I would, I would put prayer right up there with reading, reading the Bible, reading God's Word. It is essential. If I was to ask for a show of hands, which I'm not going to, but if I were to ask for a show of hands, who here is praying about something important to them 
and you'd like a clear answer from God, I would wager that probably most people here would raise their hand. I, you know, that's, that's just life. Everybody goes through uh, peaks and valleys, and sometimes the valleys seem like they're going to go on forever. And we pray, and we hope, and we trust that God's going to give us an answer. Well, the bottom line is, is that the great God of heaven that we just sang about wants to hear your prayers. He wants to. He's he just not putting up with your prayers. He wants to hear you pray. He looks forward to hearing you pray. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But if we don't, if we don't remember the keys to answered prayer, if we don't remember the key to getting answers from God, then we're going to miss God's best for us. God wants to answer our prayers, but if we don't remember the keys to those prayers, biblically, we're not going to get the answers that we so desire. And so today, what I want to talk about is the key to answered prayer, or if you want to go plural, the keys to answered prayer from Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3. Now, the title of the series that I started, I believe it was six weeks ago, I think this is number six, was go-to verses for when the going gets rough. Go-to verses for when the going gets rough. And in the last, well, I, don't, I can't put a num number of years on it, but in the last number of years, Deb and I have had some peaks and valleys, unique experiences, wonderful experiences, tough experiences, challenging experiences. And as I've read through the Bible, certain verses, I, I believe by the sovereign uh, act of God in my life, popped up out of the Bible and said, this is a verse you need to get to know really well. And I've written these down. I have a list at home. And I use those verses to pray through when I go through uh, times when, I would say rough times, tough times, times when I really need to know what to do about something. I really need new information about the future that I don't have. And guess what? Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3 is one of them. It's a famous verse, isn't it? I mean, you see it on calendars, on those little notepads. You see it on the refrigerator magnets. You see it all the time. Call on me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable or mighty things you do not know. And so in this little three-verse thing, thing, it's a three-verse passage, we have the keys to answer prayer. If you came here this morning and you said, you know, I'm one of those people that would have raised their hand when you said, do you have anything in your life right now that you're praying through that you need an answer for? If, I, if you're one of those people, I hope that you write these down and uh, that they impact your life because they have impacted mine. And I'm, I like preaching what has impacted me, and I hope this will impact you. So the title of the message today is The Key to Answered Prayer. The Key to Answered Prayer. Now, the first key to answered prayer is this. Continue to pray while you're still confined. Continue to pray while you're still confined. Not just when everything's hunky-dory and going well and the road is smooth and not bumpy, and, um, but continue to pray while you're still confined. The writer of these three verses is Jeremiah. By the way, he is in jail. He's under confinement. He's in prison. You can put it any way you want. It says here, verse 1, chapter 33, while Jeremiah was still confined, 
in the courtyard of the guard. That means he is confined to jail. I was stupid enough to think uh, earlier this week to ask the question, has anybody ever been in jail? And I thought, what am I thinking? You know, who's going to want to raise their hand if they have been in jail, you know? But I, I have not been in jail. I, I'm happy to inform you. But I, it seems that that would be very, very claustrophobic. I don't know how people would do that over a long period of time. I don't even like to think about it. But Jeremiah was in jail. Things had not gone his way. In fact, Jeremiah, do you know what his nickname is? The Weeping Prophet. Who said that? You get a free meal at our next potluck. <laughs> He's the Weeping Prophet. Jeremiah did not have an easy life. You know, it, it kind of dispels the notion that a prophet is always on the mountaintop, you know. I, I, someday I want to I wanna preach a message with the title, So You Want to Be a Prophet. Because they get, they get knocked around pretty good. And Jeremiah was probably the most beat-up prophet in the whole Old, uh, Old Testament. Anyway, uh, God told... Um, well, let me give you a, a background here. Israel had fallen off the end of the mo table, morally. God's chosen people, given the law of God from Mount Sinai, had completely backslidden. And they, the, they had just gone apostate. They had turned away from God. They worshiped false gods, pagan gods. They were doing things that I'm not even going to talk about in mixed company this morning. They're so uncomfortable morally. Um, there's no reason to go there because I don't, I, I don't want to just, I just don't want to, but it was awful bad, awful bad. And they were in, uh, in danger of being judged by God. Uh, let's put it another way greased, smoked, and kicked to the curb. They were in trouble, and they were in, in, in danger of being judged, judged by God. And so God picks Jeremiah to go to King Zedekiah, who was king of Israel at that time, and to the people of Israel and say, if you don't knock it off, if you, if you don't quit living this pagan, immoral, uh, hideously violent and sick uh, culture, I'm going to send a country to Jerusalem, your home, and to Israel, and they are going to destroy your temple and take you captive away from your home. You better stop. And what did Israel do? Did they welcome Jeremiah with open arms? Thank you for telling us how evil we are. Thank you for reminding us of how much we've turned away from the God of Israel, our God. No, they threw him in jail. They didn't want to hear the truth about their behavior. And so there he is in jail, doing God's will, and don't think doing God's will is always going to be just wonderful, because it's not, because sometimes you're going to be like a salmon swimming upstream. It's just tough sometimes. And Jeremiah is just thrown into a prison cell. He's locked up for doing the will of God. He's been rejected, unappreciated, unfairly treated. Okay? But here's what happens. God says, now listen closely. This is for you and me. While you're in this prison, while you're, you're, you're being punished unjustly, while you're suffering, while you're being mis unfairly treated, mistreated, call on me. Keep praying. Don't just pray when things are going well. Pray when they're not going well. 
Don't stop praying. Call on me, and I will answer you, and I'll show you great and unsearchable and mighty things that you did not know beforehand. But in the meantime, what? Pray continually. Look what it says. While, see, all these little words are so powerful. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time, and then in verse 3 it says, keep praying. Keep praying. What do you feel like when everything hits the fan? I don't feel like praying. You know? Some, of, some people get really hostile. Why did God let this happen to me? Why should I pray to God that let this downer come my way? Well, there's a lot of explanations for that that I can't get into today, but it's for our own good and uh, in the long run. And, and, and so we ought to continue to pray to God. Okay? And by the way, when you're in confinement and I'm using that as a metaphor this morning, when, when, when circumstances are challenging you and isolating you and you feel alone, maybe you feel defeated or immobilized or imprisoned or limited in some way, that, that can't keep you from reaching God's ear. No walls can keep you from talking to God. Remember that. God's still right there ready to listen to you. Okay, so we should continue to pray. God wants to hear from us when we're in confinement of some kind. He wants us to know that no matter what the walls, locks, bars, and barriers that are containing us, or confining us, rather, emotionally, spiritually, relationship, no matter what we're going through, no matter what problems we're facing, no matter what dilemmas we're in, he wants to hear from us. He wants to hear from us. He's waiting to hear from us. And to answer us. Now, this is, I'll go one more uh, statement here about this. And I've been doing this the last two or three days. I should know this, but I, I forgot. Not only that, but when we're in some type of confinement and conundrum or whatever, God, if you're ready for what I'm about to say, say, I'm ready. God gives us his full attention when we talk to him about it. You say, how can there be millions and millions of Christians all around the world, all praying at the same time, and God gives me his full personal attention when I unload on him? How can that be? I don't know. I don't know. But it, he's outside of time, and he can somehow divide things, and guess what? God and I have been hanging out together the last two or three days. And it's just me and him, the God of the universe. He, gives, he has given me his full attention. You, you know, I don't know what you're bringing to the Lord right now. You have his full attention. Amen? Oh, that was really bad. Okay. Um, amen? Yeah. He has his full attention. If you go out in your car on the way home and, you, and you're not, you're alone or, or you go home and, and you say, Lord, life stinks. I'm hurting. Or I have questions. It's just him and you. The God of eternity. That's, that's a wonderful thing. Let's go to a second one. The second key to answered prayer is not just to continue to pray while, while we're in confinement, but... I guess, 
how would I put it this way? Continue to pray to the creator of the whole earth. Continue to pray to the creator of the whole earth. Okay? Now, I want to say a couple things before we get into this point. Number one, maybe you're saying, well, what if I don't know if it's God's will to answer my prayer the way I want him to? What if I don't know? You know what the answer is? Keep praying. Because God always answers your prayers. Always. Now, you might say, oh, no, 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 no. Don't go into the health and wealth gospel, please. Don't go into the prosperity gospel where I create reality with my own words. And my No, God always answers prayer. Always. And there are three possible answers. No. No is an answer, right? You parents, is no an answer? How many times did you tell your kids no? The answer is no. That's what I told my kids once or twice or a hundred times, you know. The answer is no. I'm sorry, it's just no. And their answer is, but dad, no. Okay, but anyway, the answer is no. No is a good answer. What do you tell a telemarketer when he calls your house? No, click. No is an answer, and God never says no to your, your prayer request unless it's for your and my own good. I look back and say, man, I'm glad God said no to me on that one. I'm glad I didn't marry her, and I married my lovely wife today. God's no's are really good no's. And then there's slow. God, you're not answering my prayer. That's right. The answer is not no, it's slow, because I have things to accomplish before I answer it. Count on that. And then the final answer is what? Go. No slow and go. So I just wanted to cover that. If, if you don't know if it's God's will to answer, wait until he answers you. No slow or go. Okay. He was still in the, 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 the confined to the courtyard uh, uh, of the guard. His circumstances didn't change, but his prayer life uh, continued on. And again, he might have felt like giving up at this point, but he continued to pray, okay? So that's the first point, a couple other thoughts. Continue to pray while you're still in confinement. Okay, secondly, as I said, continue to pray to the creator of the whole earth. Look at verse 2 of Jeremiah 33. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Um, in other words, remember who you're praying to. You say, I know who I'm praying to. I'm praying to God. What God? What God are you praying to? You know, there are people all over the world that are praying to God. What God? The God. The only true God is the God of the Bible. And what has God, of the God of the Bible, done? He created the earth. He cre it says it right here. must be true if it's in the Bible. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. And um, the earth is something that God made in, oh, seconds. That quick, basically. He made this, this planet in really a moment's time. And all, by the way, by implication, 
the whole universe. I love talking about the universe, but, you know, I, I do. I love talking about the universe because when you get statistics on the universe, on the earth and on the universe, it really opens your eyes to who God really is and what he's done, okay? God is the one who invented dirt. He invented the planets, the stars, the billions upon billions of, upon billions of, upon billions of, um, upon billions of galaxies and, and stars so big that, our, see, our sun, I've tell, said this before, it can hold 25,000 plants the size of our earth and there are stars so big in heaven that they can hold planets like the sun or uh, billions of them upon billions. And there are millions of those stars, billions of those stars, and there are billions of galaxies and trillions of galaxies with those size of, size of stars in them. But we're just going to talk about the earth today. He's the one who invented earth. Remember who you're praying to, the infinitely powerful creative God, and that he's listening. Are you excited about that? That, that just peels my potatoes. It really does. Okay? Now look at four things here real quick, and then we'll go to our last point. We're praying to the Lord. Four times in the first two verses, Jeremiah 3, 1 and 2, 33, 1 and 2, the word Lord is used. Yahweh, the great I am, the great self, eternally self-existent one of the Old Testament. And it says, He who made the earth and the creator of the whole universe. Now, I looked up earth, how much earth weighs. Just out of, I was curious. The earth is, not, you know, the earth is a speck of dust compared to the size of some stars and planets in our universe, rather. And anyway, um, the earth, I'm just reading out of a science magazine that I found. The earth isn't even close to being the largest planet in our solar system, but it is also no lightweight weighing it at a whopping 13,170 billion trillion pounds, or 13,170,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
My favorite verse, well, not my favorite verse, but one of my favorite verses in Job is in the King James Version. I, don't, I didn't give it to the overhead, or overhead. See how I date myself? I didn't give it to the slides. He makes the earth to hang in the air. And in the NIV, the one that we use, or I use, he suspends the earth over nothing. He suspends the earth over nothing. That's what gets my, when it gets me like weak when I look at the planet of earth hanging there in nothing. In nothing. And God's whole, God in his power did that. And if I'm going through things, confusion or difficulties, or I need resolution, or you need resolution, and you are confined by your circumstances or by your emotions right now, you got to know who you're praying to. This is the God you're praying to. And when you know that, then all of a sudden you gain a confidence, don't you? Oh, yeah. And so pray to the God who created the whole earth. A guy by the name of Charles Sweet. Oh, excuse me, Charles Seat, S-E-E-T, put it this way. Listen close. The greatest confidence that we can have when making our prayers comes from what we know about the one we are praying to. Sometimes we pray to a God that's not much bigger than we are. But he says the more we know about God, the stronger will be our confidence to call to him. In order to pray with confidence, we need grounds that are strong enough to bear the full weight of our faith. And in this verse, we see the kind of grounds that, we ought, that ought to stand when we pray. The first ground is what God does. He's the one who has made and formed all things. That means God has all power to make things right, to give us breakthroughs, to give us direction and guidance and resolution and strength and wisdom and power and all the other things that I could mention. He has all the power of eternity at his disposal to make things right again between people or in situations. I mean, that had to turn Jeremiah on because he's writing to uh, his countrymen who have been um, enslaved or taken captive by a very pagan nation. And he's thinking, are we, are, number, number one, are we ever going to get out of this? Number two, am I ever going to get out of this jail? So, because they're mad at me. And then he writes here, oh, wait a minute, it's the God who formed the earth and all of the universe. I can get out of here anytime he wants me to. So I'm just going to still pray until the no slower go comes. The go came. Eventually, I'll, I'll, I'll give that one away. Last thing from seat. The truth, this truth implies that whatever the Lord has done will stand, and no one is able to change or hinder his will. Consider what great comfort this should give to us when we pray. We know that we are calling on him who can do all things and that nothing is too difficult for him. Oh, man. No slower go. He'll answer. And, and, and nothing is going to get in his way. So the key to answered prayer, if you're in rough times or you need some answers and direction from the Lord, number one, keep praying while you're confined, still confined. 
Keep praying while you're still coming. Don't give up. The answer's going to come when God's done producing in us what he wants to as we depend on him. Well, why is he going so slow? Because he has a reason to. But when God says go, he goes. Okay, finally, the last point here. Continue to pray with confident faith. And this is my faith. Well, okay, I'm not supposed to share favorites. But what this verse says at the end of verse 3 blows my mind. It just, I love it. It's as fresh and new and wonderful to me today as it was when God first led it to me. Continue to pray with confidence. God expects us to be confident in him. If we pray with doubt, then the Bible says he's not going to answer. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have, be this big super spiritual person and, I have much faith. No, you, Jesus said, my, one of my other favorite verses, is, if you have faith as, as small as a grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. If it's God's will, and you have faith as... Uh, as a, a grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. You can literally move mountains. Now, it has to be in his will, which is our safety zone, but he'll answer uh, what's best for us. How about a new pastor? If we practice this, all right, if we continue to pray while we're still confined, if we pray to the God who created all things, and if we show confidence that we believe he's going to answer us and we wait on him for a no slow go, we're going to get a go, I think. But will he answer us? Yes. Yes. Okay. You've heard, the, now it's not just finding a pastor. It's, it's everything else in life, right? What's my job going to be? Where am I going to move? What's my, um, who do I marry? What college do I go to? Uh, how many gifts do I give Pastor Mitch on Pastor Appreciation <laughs> Month? These are important issues. Just kidding. No toasters, please. <laughs> I got an email from my high school buddy. He, he lives in China. He's a, he's a teacher there in a medical school, and he, he emailed me because he listens to the messages sometimes. And he, you, Hey, Brian, if you're listening, love you, man. Anyway, he'll listen in China, and uh, he's sending me a toaster. <laughs> I've got to be really careful what I say. At least he said he was. All right. I said, it's probably made in China, right? And he goes, no, he didn't answer me on that one. But uh, I forgot what I'm talking about. Anyway, let's go to this last point here. Uh, pray with confidence, because he's worthy of, is not God worthy of that? And the truth, one, yes, God's worthy of our confidence. He really is. He loves us. I mean, he sent his son for us. We're going to celebrate that here in a couple minutes. He'll answer. No slower go. And a lot of times it's go. It's just when the go comes, you know. Anyway, it, he, God answered, by the way. But later on down the line, after Israel learned its lesson and became desperate enough, he brought them back to their own country. But let me talk about praying in confidence, okay? Um, you know that when he says here in verse 3, if you look there, please, 33.3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not. You know that the word call is a command? Call to me, call, pray, pray. 
pray. God's saying, here's the right direction to take, pray. Don't get on your phone right away and talk to your friend, although I'm not saying that would be a bad thing, but pray first. Pray to me first. Don't uh, get online first. Look it up. No, pray to me first. Pray to me first. Why? Because I'm God. Number two, it's, an, it's, a, it's a command of urgency. And it literally means call out or cry out to me, make a personal address to me, invite me closer into your life through prayer. James 4, 8 summarizes that. Come near to him and he will draw near to you. Give you an example of that. I'm almost done. Uh, the, uh, this week, I believe it was Monday, uh, but it was uh, this week um, that Debbie was, I was in the house somewhere. I didn't hear it, but Debbie heard it. She was either in the right side of the house with a window open or out in the garden or something. And she, all of a sudden she heard a loud, help me. Help, help me, help, 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 help me, please. Somebody help me. And what had happened is our, our neighbor uh, who was 82, um, was coming out of his, I know, he was doing something in his lawn, and he, and, he, and he fell. And he fell right into some stuff that was really hard, like wood and asphalt and stuff. And so Debbie uh, went over there, and he had a, in a matter of seconds, he had a lump on his head about the size of a baseball. And eventually, over the days, he went down through his eye, and his, he looked bad. And then he had all, the, his leg was bleeding, and he was in a very uncomfortable position. He couldn't get himself up. So we, she, she called me on my phone, and she said, I just called 9-11. I'm going, what's going on? And so she explained to me, and I went over there and tried to make him comfortable and ended up making him more uncomfortable, and, uh, but finally got him in a comfortable position, and the uh, paramedics came and did a great job. And fortunately no permanent damage, but it could have been much worse, but he didn't go, uh, help, anybody, anybody around, help, I'm hurting right now, and eh, if anybody's around, would maybe, could you come over, he just, <laughs> help me, he was in trouble, and he knew it, and, and that's the way God wants us to pray, I mean, not panicking, but with a sense of urgency, he wants sincere and earnest when we pray to him, when we're in confinement of some sort or another and then he says if you will call me i I'll, here's the promise right here i will answer you i will i will answer you and we forget that as believers that god will answer us he will answer us he will answer us capital i w i l l he will okay and then it says and i'll do something i will tell you great and mighty or unsearchable things, things beyond your imagination, things beyond your comprehension. He'll work in ways and untwist situations that you never, you didn't think could happen. He'll do it. He says it right here. I'll show you great and unsearchable things. And that's just not just for um, Jer Jeremiah because he actually did bring Israel back. After their discipline and their repentance, he brought them back. But things in your life and in mine. And he'll show us things that, 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 that we couldn't on our best day figure out. Okay? So call on him, and he will answer us, and he will tell 
will hear it some way or another, through circumstances or through the Holy Spirit, whatever it is, and he will give us the needed guidance and, guidance and direction that we, that, that we are in desperate need of. But here comes my favorite part at the end. My favorite part, the last thing in the verse, and here it is. And things you do not, what? No. Would you put verse 3 up there just for grins and giggles? Okay. Come to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Now, let me paraphrase that in a way that I think might come out a little clear, more clearly and show you things or tell you things, uh, uh, tell you great and unsearchable things that you, as of now, do not know. That is, you haven't realized it yet. You don't have the information. This is the great thing about this. God says, I'm going to give you new and necessary information for your life. New information. When there was no information on the topic that you are in. I don't know. You don't seem as excited about that as I am, but I, I get into situations all the time when I do not know information that I need to know to get through the situation. And God says, I'll tell you the new stuff that you need to know. Tell you things that you do not know yet. I'll give you insight and wisdom and that, you, that, you're, that you need to move forward. I'll, uh, but at this point, it's unseen. But I'll give you new information that resolves your situation. I'll answer you. I'll show you. I'll reveal and res information to you that will take care of things. He did it for Jeremiah, and he'll do it for us. Wow. What a blessing. So let me conclude with this. Jeremiah was a faithful guy. He never quit praying, no matter what happened. I could tell you all sorts of stories. He got thrown into a pit and all kinds of bad stuff. But he never quit praying to the God, the creator, of heaven and earth, even though he, he really got a lot of bumps on his head. Okay. God gave Jeremiah hope. He gave him hope. He showed him what he wanted him to do. I want you to keep praying, though emotionally you just don't feel up to it. You're tired or you're frustrated. Keep praying. Pray to the God of creation and pray with confidence. Because it says here, I will do great, tell you great and unsearchable things you don't know yet. Man, it doesn't get any better than this. It just really doesn't. Okay, call on me, God says. I'll hear, I'll answer. If you're in the middle of a struggle or rough time right now and you're discouraged and frustrated, God says, call on me. Let me show you new information that you need to move on. Let me show you how I, how I am working in your life. Let me show you how I am going to restore and resolve for you. Let me guide your future. Let me help you through discouraging circumstances. Our part is to pray. And if you're not a Christian here this morning, you've got to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
to call on God the Father. There is one God, and then there is one mediator between God and men, the Bible tells us, and that man is Christ Jesus. And so in order to get to God with your prayers, you have to go through Jesus and through a relationship with him. And if you do not have that, you've never called on Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and repented and turned to him, turned to him as your Savior and Lord. You don't have a relationship with him. And so you can't uh, enjoy these wonderful privileges. But if you turn to Christ sincerely, um, that possession is yours as much as it has been mine for almost 50 years. That quick. And Christians, you have that relationship with God through Jesus Christ, but you need to pray to him for his strength and his um, power, and, and you need to do it confidently. And if you do, watch what happens. God will work. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for being so dear, near and dear to us, for caring about us when we're going through rough times. Thank you, Lord, that... Um, even in rough times, even in when we feel so alone or, or so hopeless or so um, dominated by another person or place or thing or circumstances, that we have a God that we can go to anytime. Nothing can keep us from praying. And you want us to pray and you want us to give everything to you and speak to you as if you and us were the only ones to there. Thank you for that privilege and for any person or people here today that feel they need to move forward, help them to follow your uh, will through these verses. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.